Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An Insecure podcast on post-show recap? No worries, we got y'all. Insecure Season 5, Episode 4, Faulty, okay? Uh, it's over, but we're just getting started here on post-show recaps. Uh, it's me, Chappelle. I'm taking over the hosting duties this week for our fearless leader, Latanya Starks. She's going to take a break, but, uh, you know, we're still going to push through and talk about this very fun episode of Insecure. Um, as usual, we have, you know, the best. Mari Forth, how are you, Mari? Hi, I'm good. You know, uh, missing the fearless leader, but she'll be, she'll be back when she can. Um, but I must say, I think this was the right episode for her to skip. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous so? of her right now. I I kind of am. I was not a fan of this episode, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll get into it. Okay, yeah, and we'll talk about that. But because Latanya is not here with us, we are so blessed and so lucky to have the one, the only, Asia Welsh. Asia, <laughs> thank you for joining us. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and I'm so glad to be here with two GHBs, you know, great host, <laughs> boy. Boy! <laughs> boy! <laughs> I, you know, I. it's funny you say that, Mari, because this this was in the running for, like, top top two, at least, favorite episode so far this season. Interesting. So I'm okay. really interested to see, you know, why you thought that cuz I thoroughly enjoyed this. Really? I thought this was like <laughs> that skippable Game of Thrones episode like one of the Game of Thrones episodes where they're still in the same place by the end of the episode. So, yeah. how dare you? I, you, I mean, I, I can enjoy a good one day episode, you know, mm-hmm. cuz hey, we already get these short episodes, so it's like, okay, if it's going to happen in one day, at least we'll get, you know, some stuff yeah, like a real time uh, yeah. episode almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the the pacing and all that. Mm, and that's a really good point. Many of these episodes have been like a flashback to this, a flash forward to this, but this episode kind of just took place as it took place. And I'm dying to jump in and talk about it. But first, we have to know Asia. Tell us <laughs> what's your background with this show. What brought you here to talk to? I mean, don't get me wrong. Any chance you get to podcast with Mario, you can't pass it up. But like, what <laughs> right. brings you to talk to us about Insecure this time? <laughs> Oh, well, okay. So I love Insecure, but mainly I love Issa Rae. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, like similar to Mari, goes back to like the awkward black girl days. I was there when she came to the University of Texas at Austin on her awkward black girl tour. Me and my sorority sisters have a picture with her. 
No, um, we synced it. I synced yes, it. We did. Yes. Jealous. <laughs> um, and so like goes way back. Like at that point, Issa was like friendable on Facebook. So I became her friend. We had like yes. our six year oh, friend anniversary. Yeah. And I like tweeted and was like, oh my gosh, girl, <laughs> we've been friends for six years. And she like liked it. That made yes! my that's <laughs> right? hilarious. If I that's could get awesome. a like, that's that's good enough. But yeah, when she when I when I found out she was coming out with Insecure, I was so happy. So I just been there along the way. Loved every season, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. the, all 30 minutes of it, you know, every, <laughs> every season. But, you know, I'm, I'm sad this is the last season, but all yeah. good things must come to an end. So um, I'm just glad that y'all are podcasting about it and that I could join you. Yeah. Of course. And how about overall feelings about this season so far? Yeah. So I think it's interesting because it's their opportunity to close the loop on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really, you know, last season, honestly, I thought was going to be the end of it for Nathan. So the fact that we right? are learning even more about him and digging deeper into that storyline took me by surprise. So I was glad to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I kind of went into the season with not low expectations, but no expectations so that I could mm. thoroughly enjoy it because I didn't want to like, oh, I hope, you know, her and Lawrence last forever because then I knew <laughs> I would be disappointed. <laughs> so, right? and, and so I'm just taking every episode as it comes. I love the last episode. I was just like, I mean, because it made me feel things, you know, mm. anger. Mm. I don't know if there was too much happiness, but the, the last <laughs> episode was just like, it, you could talk to your friends about it. Like it was that type of episode. Like, oh my gosh, girl, did you see last episode? Um, so I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm really interested to see where they go with, especially with all these time jumps. Like, are we going yeah. to end up in like a, they're older and more people have kids. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see like how they tie it all up. Okay. Yeah. And to be clear, you're, you're team Lawrence and Issa together. Lorisa, Larissa, is that what you're doing? Because no. I think that's what Mari no. calls on the spectrum of right. the relationship, right? He, well, yeah, we'll see. So, okay, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm team Issa's happiness. Okay. Yes. I, I had come mm-hmm. to the realization around maybe season three that Lawrence is not the guy. Maybe he's not the mm. guy for her, right? Maybe I like Lawrence yeah, early on, but <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he ain't the guy right now, right? And right. so whoever mm. whoever does make Issa happy, that's what makes me happy. So I'm, yeah. I'm just team Issa. And I think I'm with Asia, but I think now, like, especially I think the last few episodes, I think I'm now team Issa needs to be by herself at the end of this. Because <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, um, like, true, like, growth of the characters sh- sh- might lean towards Molly and like a successful relationship and Issa being comfortable being alone because it seems to be a pattern that she is not too comfortable being alone. So I wonder if that's something we could be marking towards, but I agree. I I'm, I'm team Issa's happiness as well. Um, <laughs> but I think that's why this episode, I just, I wasn't connecting with it as much as uh, last week with Lawrence and Condola's episode, because I thought that was just such a powerful episode to come off of to this uh, frolicking episode here. So, uh, (laughs) we'll see. See, that's how how I I saw it as like a little palate cleanser off of last Mm -hmm. week. Like, I I, I laughed so much during this episode. Like, there were just so many moments. Kelly was at, you know, her prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, Issa with her awkwardness was killing me. Um, <laughs> like, oh, it's a good 74 degrees. 
Maybe it's 81. Maybe 81. What, what, you <laughs> <think>? <laughs> what you think? What you think it is? What you think it is? How that feel? <laughs> no, no, Asia, I totally agree. This was a fun episode, but I understand mm-hmm. what Mari is talking about. And yeah, we got to get into all the jokes, the laughter, and some of the, you know, questionable <laughs> moments as well. Um, but before we go to our break, Asia, I have to say this. Um, you know, when we're talking about the season so far, you are a member of something that really came up in conversation this season. <laughs> uh, your sorority was a hot topic this season on oh, right. Insecure. Yes. Please weigh in <laughs> on the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated drama that Easter Ray has started and yeah. for a minute had the internet, uh, all a buzz about. Yeah. So when I, so when I was watching the episode, I did not have an immediate reaction to it because yes, we have known that Molly and Tiffany are AKAs. We've seen it all throughout, right? But then, you know, what people took issue with were them actually wearing, or Tiffany's actually wearing the letters. And that initial anger that like bled over into Monday, that was all just like, oh, how could she? She didn't work for it. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. Me understanding she's a character, right? (laughs) But then once corporate comes in and has a standpoint of branding, Okay, I can understand that. Like, there's a level of permission to at least go to that level. Because Uh we see that, I mean, we've seen that for years, different world. Like, we've seen that constantly of Greek letters or Greek organizations being displayed on television. Uh Um, So I think it was just a matter of permission. So I I don't know where it is (laughs) present day, but I personally did not take offense to this character Uh of a show that I love, you know, wearing the letters for the purpose of the character, but I can see the legal issue of it. Right. And then, but do you think, um, I know some people brought up, technically they never showed not only the full letters, but they never showed the full shield either as well. Mm-hmm. So do you think maybe that's how they're, they are escaping the legal portion because they gave you the colors mm-hmm. and then they gave you like an A and right. half a K. Yeah. <laughs> so does, <laughs> does that like exonerate them in that standpoint, you think? I or mean, maybe, you just maybe, it, <laughs> I, right. Maybe it does, but I, and it, I think it ties to the fact that we know it's not like they never have said anything and like, mm-hmm. oh, you draw your own conclusions. I think it's the fact that you can connect the dots. Of what yeah. the end, what the, what the last letter is, <laughs> like when yeah. you see her wearing the pink and green. Because <laughs> if she had stuck to the pink and green, I doubt we would have heard a thing from anybody. Sure. Um, so I, I, I wonder, I'm sure there's some type of legal thing that they can get them on. But I mean, I hope it's just a matter of like, yo, we're sorry. We didn't mean to not ask for permission <laughs> and then move on. <laughs> right. It sounds like a mistake was made, but hopefully we get to clear everything up. Right. And- and with that, we do have to toss it to our first ad break because, I mean, ultimately, we got to pay the bills. And so uh, in just a moment, we'll be back to discuss the, the first half of this amazing episode. And so uh, sit tight and we'll be back with you in just a second. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Uh, so, Asia. Now, this is a black beach party, it seems. Or at least a number of them all at the same time. Because who would have thought we are a monolith? <laughs> I've heard it differently, but yes. apparently we all go to the beach at the same time. Um, what did y'all think about these opening scenes? I mean, we get all these beautiful people on the beach, but... Uh, you know, I'm in landlocked Texas right now. Like, I'm nowhere oh. near the ocean. Uh, <laughs> haven't been for a while. Uh, but we are happy to see uh, us take a different, like, a different, uh, I guess, location into consideration here on Insecure. Because normally we're kind of, like, in the city limits of L.A. Right. Or, you know, we've ventured out a couple times on vacation. But this is the longest we've been on the beach. Uh, Asia, what did you think about this as a location for this episode? Oh, I loved it. I love seeing their melanin just glisten in the sun. <laughs> so I was like, you know, we were getting those shots of like the intro of some of Nathan's friends. And I was just like, okay. But <laughs> one of them like legit looked like Kid Cudi. Like, did it, did either, it was Arik. He, Arik. that first shot of him mm-hmm. that like went from his abs up to his face. I legit thought it was Kid Cudi. And I was like, okay, no, it's not. But um, I really liked seeing them out here in this setting just having fun. It seemed carefree, you know, before we get into, you know, the earthquake of it all. But I, mm-hmm. I it, it was nice seeing them like, okay, we're about to just let loose, have have a good time. Yeah. And it yeah. and it's so funny that like um <laughs> me, I guess me being an East Coaster, like it, it, it just goes to show you that w- I saw a beach. I was like, oh, it looks like they're going to be on vacation. You forget that they live in L.A. and they can go to a beach at any point at mm-hmm. any time. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was really hilarious. But I did try. I did have to spend like a good few minutes of the first episode being like, what? happening here like was mm-hmm. this nathan's like one year anniversary party that they had been working on um i guess it was i think like, it I, was it was because they had the, yeah. the the barbershop name up and then yeah i remember they were looking for a different location because they didn't want to do it at the shop because it wasn't enough space it was like right hey, perfect the beach enough space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly so it, it did take me a minute to realize like what was happening and i was like that makes way more sense than uh isa's friends and nathan's friends going on a mutual <laughs> vacation i don't know what i was thinking last week yeah. but uh yeah it was it was it was cute it was a cute moment i loved um molly just checking out the men's yes. um <laughs> she, i think she's she's ready to get back on the the horse riding the saddle whatever whatever you, you say here um, <laughs> yeah i mean Asia recognizing Kid Cudi's abs aside, you know, Molly <laughs> too was looking at the entire the entire party is like, you know, what can she, you know, she wanted to give him where she can fit in. Uh, it seems like, like uh, Mari said, she's back on the horse, but sounds like she hasn't been off of it for long. She met some guy on Bumble and they had a moment and now um, she has sex very weird and so she's trying to figure out how to figure that out. Um, so Molly is going through, but a lot part of this episode is centered around Nathan. And so, um, uh-huh. you know, 
know, as we've seen in the past, Nathan and Issa have a complicated relationship. She, last time we saw her and him together, he was crying. She was crying in his mouth. Uh, and so <laughs> this episode pretty much starts with Nathan and his boys out there. I think we meet uh, a slew of characters: Mo, yeah, Arik, Risha's uh-huh. back. Johnny. Johnny. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what did you think about these characters? Uh, Mari, how do you feel about these? They, we're getting thrown this brand new, like, uh, like group of people to, to learn about. What did you think about them? Yeah. Um, I mean, off the back, Mo was hilarious. I'm, I, I'm trying to look at what was the comedian's name? I cannot remember, but he was hilarious throughout this whole episode, like certified, uh, scene stiller. I thought. <laughs> I thought art with Ark and like Johnny Nathan's friends. I was like, at first, I was like, why is Molly? This seems like she could have like leveled up other than those two, but you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> loved Risha, loved Risha. So this was a, this was a fun this this was a fun cast for a very like fun low key episode. Yeah, and um, uh, Arik is played by Curtis Hamilton. I think Ryan Davis plays Mo, and Brandon Mitchell Ryan plays Davis. Johnny. Uh, and so yeah, fun cast. Uh, of course, I too love Risha. I mean, can't get enough of her. <laughs> but uh, Asia, what did you Why think about that? Why too? is that Chappelle? She seems like a good time, Asia. Mm-hmm. Damn, gold bikini. You know? Yeah, she looks like, she looks like fun. Uh, yeah. Asia, what do you think? It was kind of it was funny seeing Nathan in this kind of environment where he was kind of the one in the lead because we've gotten this very casual Nathan throughout. And um, so like that beginning scene where he's like, all right, y'all, we got food coming. We got food coming. And I was like, you escalated that, not them. They weren't like, where's the food? Um, but I thought it was very funny that uh, like. You know, we saw the dynamic between Risha and Nathan and and how it was just it was just very awkward because this is the first time that Issa is seeing him since their little mishap. And so I'm glad it was in like a group setting. Um, I felt like this was kind of like that perfect environment to kind of like avoid what happened, even though Mm -hmm. Issa didn't didn't manage to avoid that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Issa can make any situation awkward, and she yep. does no... She like, wastes no time doing that here. <laughs> and so, yeah, when she pulls up, she sees Nathan and his boys and Risha, and they're putting on sunscreen, or at least a vino at the very least. You know, I love seeing <laughs> black people put on sunscreen because we, we, wrong, we wrongly think we don't need it, and we definitely do. And so, yeah. I'm happy they talked about that. We didn't want Nathan to turn red like a strawberry. Um, <laughs> like most I, I died, though. <laughs> Like, it's hilarious. Like, literally three grown men are li- just applying a vino because they think it's sunscreen. And then Reese has to come in to say, it's just a regular vino. What are you doing? Cut the title card. They were trying. I ate trying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, this is Issa's chance to go and like kind of smooth things over after um, she cried her salty tears into Nathan's mouth the last time where they were together. And so um, I guess they've been talking for like a week and they just have been dodging the conversation. And so she knows this is her chance. But in the meantime, it looks like Crenshaw is a problem. So from what I can tell, Issa uh, saw a tweet from Crenshaw. Well, she posted a, a tweet from the block, her business uh, account, and talking about her partnership with Nothing But Water. And it seems like a very successful moment for her. But Crenshaw is hating in the comments. He's doing like uh-huh. the emoji thinking phase, like the eyeball yep. emoji. Like he giving her everything. Mari, what exactly is going on here? Did you Were you able to put this together? 
Yeah, I, I screenshotted all of the <laughs> the Crenshaw stuff. So um, Issa tweeted from her business account, the block is very proud to announce a three-event partnership with Nothing But Water. We, uh, oh, sorry. We're very excited to be working with this amazing company. There is a typo in this. <laughs> I saw it too. It was we dash R or something. I was like, am I tripping? Can I read? <laughs> hey, oh tweet tapping. That's real. That's they true. Do. That is you real. Can't edit. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no edit, buddy. Um, and so under that, Crenshaw h- hits the f- the first uh, sub tweety shady tweet that he he sends uh, in this episode is just the thinking emoji, thinking emoji. Um, and it really was. I was like, when I when like just thinking of this this right here, like this first. Uh, tweet here i was like dang doc like calm down like what is that <laughs> like it's not that serious okay you left your emoji keep it pushing and and you know i i was really like why are we doing this like it makes no sense <laughs> to me like why are you upset everything everything went off without a hitch like why right why like, are we doing grow this up yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the last situation wasn't ideal. He did want to do something, and then uh, Issa, you know, urged him not to do it. He ended up going with his own vision, and it looked like it everything well. turned out okay. So, Asia, mm-hmm. what is his issue here? What's the problem? He's just—he is just butthurt. He just <laughs> wants, like, he just doesn't—he doesn't want her to excel. Like, even though his mm-hmm. event was a success, he's like. It's the principle of it. I don't like that she tried to deny that. So I'm going to make right. sure she doesn't exceed out here. And he sees, oh, they're partnering. So things must be going well for her. Let me stop that. Because if I have anything to do with it, she's not going to be great out in these streets. Rather than just minding his business and moving on. Right. Especially since it's not like, at least in, in th- like this first, just her announcing the partnership. Like nothing, nowhere in there is she like, oh yes, I made this deal because I'm the one who discovered Krishan. I pr-, like, you know, she mm-hmm. wasn't even taking credit for him or anything like that in this in this post. You know, it does to it does escalate down the line, but like she was just minding her business, and then he comes trying to raid on her parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't tell if he was just wanting like here's the like you know one of those like here's the attention you're seeking moments or right. Like, Maybe I felt like she was maybe moving on without him, you know, because like their last partnership wasn't great. So now that she has this contract with nothing but water, I'm pretty sure she's done with Crenshaw. Like I could not imagine her going back down that route. And I kind of picked that up from what what Kelly was saying, where she was saying like, everybody wants to be successful on on Etsy, but everybody not ready for fame. And so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that she's kind of leaving him behind in the Etsy shop that he want to be in (laughs) so that she can go Mm -hmm. deal with some more professional people. And maybe he feels a way. Um, But y'all definitely made good points. Um, wasn't that his choice like he seemed to not want to mess with her (laughs) after the event right but i think he also is is kind of thinking oh Issa is kind is getting a little bit of credit for how successful i made the event like he's thinking i'm responsible yeah he's like i'm responsible for that because she didn't want to even do that but now she's getting these opportunities because of something i did yeah so, that's true whatever. i mean yeah because 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 from his point of view like Issa, had we done it your way it might have been it would have been inauthentic it might have been a flop but we did mm-hmm. this my way and 
it turned out great. And so, yeah, you taking credit for the block has all of this, that, and the other. But if it was up to you, you would have sold out and left us high and dry. <laughs> and so maybe that's what Crenshaw is getting at. I don't like it. Uh, I'm rooting for Issa in this moment because I'm like, you know, there's probably more professional ways to handle this, but this is Crenshaw. Professionalism <laughs> isn't his strong suit. Uh, mm-hmm. And Issa rightfully says she's not about to argue with someone who went to the scare, uh, what, scared straight for high school or whatever. <laughs> so, and Kelly like, was like, oh, I didn't know he went there too. Right. <laughs> you know Kelly got friends who's too big on that route. Um, but yeah, moving forward, we see Nathan's group again, and we learned that apparently it's hard to uh, get into juicing because you can't juice meat. Who knew? Um, or <laughs> whatever that means, right? Uh, I think that was a mo quote. But, yep, um, it was. The conversation between Nathan and Issa uh, gets awkward instantly, which we know is that's kind of her bag. That's how she gets down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she tries to give him credit as being uh, the GHB, one of those great host boys. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, she just spends that time trying to force conversation while um, Arik is pulling Kelly and Molly to the side so that he can, um, I guess, trying to work on Molly. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on in this episode simultaneously. Yes. And so, yeah. So it's kind of like if, you, if you're if you paying attention to one conversation, you might miss the, exactly. other, the other one. Yes. So That's what I was what did, just about to say. Yeah. Oh, and so what did y'all think about the uh, the uh, Arik? Well, not the Arik. We'll come back to Arik. But what did y'all think about Issa and Nathan's initial conversation? Uh, because she seems like she's trying to make inroads, but it does not look like he's okay with that. Yeah, it was just awkward. Yeah. It was just like yeah. <laughs> Asia correctly pointed out. When you start talking about the weather, it's just kind of like, <laughs> okay. Like, and then they basically ran away from each other. Like Nathan was like, oh, well, I'm going to just go here. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go here. Like it was just, it was a nothing burger of a conversation. Like he dipped on her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I mean- like when you start the conversation out, like where he's like, oh, Issa, thanks for coming. Great. And you? <laughs> she, she, was already, she was already five sentences into their conversation before she yep. walked up to him. So she was just so nervous, just ready to be awkward. And it was just like, just read the situation. Be cool. Be cool. But we, we know Issa's not like that. Right. But yeah. yeah, this that that conversation they had where it was just like, you know, very like it was very clear that Nathan wasn't comfortable going there like going mm-hmm. deeper um, because Issa is just trying to check in make sure they're still good make sure they're still friends Not nothing's awkward he's like yeah everything's good on my end but it's like I can we know that that's Nathan we know he is not deeper than <laughs> or we know that he doesn't like to get deep it's just like mm-hmm. uh-uh, no 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 I'm not going to go there. I'm going to. That's why I was very surprised. It went so deep with him on this episode. I was glad we finally got to see him open up a little bit because that just shed so much light on how he who he is as a person. Yeah, I agree. And um, Issa is confused. And so rightfully so. She goes over to Kelly and and Molly. She's like, hey, uh, he's being kind of weird. And Kelly's Mm. like, you know, his baseline is probably weird. Like, he just seems like a weird guy. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard to gauge. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know his baseline. He could just be weird. And I, I thought that was the draw. Like, I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So they talk for a little bit. And we also see that Kelly is still on her journey for enlightenment. She's not yes. drinking still. Yeah. Mari, what would you think about um, our new Kelly? Because we've had yeah. two episodes with her like this right, at, at this point. Yeah. Kelly, um... Yeah, Kelly's mentioned her enlightenment like a few times just in this like opening here. And then, you know, by the end of the episode, like it'll be a lot. So um, 
I don't know if maybe we want to come back to it, but there's been like a lot of um, internet speculation of where this enlightenment is going to lead her character. Um, but I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later. No, we can talk about it later because I know mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, a lot of the conversations Kelly's having in the background yes. uh, at some point. <laughs> and so we can we can get to that in just a moment. Uh, on on this part of the episode, I love that they move over to go play spades. Now, yes. right, the guys are like, hey, it's time. We're at a beach. We're having a good time. We got the card tables. Let's play spades. And we find out no one is shocked. Issa's character <laughs> does not know how to play spades. And I have to ask, Asia, do you play spades? Or are you a pity pat girl like Issa? What's going on? You know what? I low-key feel like you assume that I don't know how to play spades. I just ask it. I ain't making no assumptions. I Look, just want to know. I know how to play. I can play. Am I good at it? Do you want me on your team? Probably not. Oh, but no. can I get you? Mm-hmm. Can I no. guarantee you like two books? Maybe. Right? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Mari, save us. Mari, tell me. Tell me at the next live event, me and you running the space table together because I can't count on Asia. What you got, Mari? Um, Mari! Um, well, Mari, you went to Howard. You don't play spades. <laughs> I do not play spades. Oh. Um, what? I grew up around a family who played nothing but spades and I basically avoided it like the plague because it turns people it so crazy. So I was Fine. like, you know what? I'm going to stay away from all of this. So I, you know, I roughly know, but I have not. No, I, I cannot. Oh I'm sorry, Chappelle. I don't know I don't who you know. can grab. Maybe we oh, can see if Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta call Bryce and Jason. Know. Somebody got me on the space. Because oh my God. I just won't. I can't. Okay. I can't do it. I refuse to do it. I am Issa here. I'm like, okay, you want to teach me? Oh, no, no. I don't even want to learn. I don't even no, want to learn. That was a, no, okay. I, I bet you Latanya knows how to play. I'm yeah. There. Yeah. No, yeah. Latanya, Latanya, you're going to let me down. I know you listen to Latanya. <laughs> no, if, you, if you don't know how to play space, just keep that to yourself. I don't want to perceive that for you. But okay, before we move on, though, dominoes. Y'all got me on oh, the yeah. bones. Oh, yeah. Dominoes. I'm good with okay. that. I get Asia. the concept. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, see, that was a, literally, Mari, same thing. My family was a dominoes family growing up. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I'd rather be doing something else. So I did. Her, I did learn how to take score, but what? it was mm-hmm. more so okay. Put down five. Put down ten. Not. I don't know. I. I mean, you match up numbers, right? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Well, right? <laughs> wow. So luckily for Kelly, it, it seems like her and Molly are doing way better than we're doing at the Spades and yeah. Domino's right. tournaments. Uh, they bust an ass. Like this they out true. here winning, winning. Uh, yeah. And it's it's clear, but they're also flirting because uh, we know Molly's not going to stay out the game long. She likes to find her a guy. Um, and so she's working on um, trying to decide, I guess, between uh, it looks like Ark and Johnny have her attention yep. at the same exact time. Um, while all this is happening, though, Issa <laughs> has her eyes on Risha and Nathan. And so it's looking very suggestive. But I have to ask, Mari, is this an accurate depiction of what's happened? Or is Issa just projecting her insecurities onto the situation? Because from her point of view, it looks like... It looks like Nathan and Risha are getting it in on, like, on the beach, like, in front of everybody with the sun out. What do you think, Mari? 
Oh, it's clearly, clearly projection. Like it, it is. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was one of her like, uh, like dream sequences or whatever. It just Mirror was bitch. too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, just, it was just too much. They clearly he was just like fixing her shoe, but she made it seem like so, so suggestive. And I honestly just love like how you already pointed out how at any one moment there's like at least two conversations going on so like when i rewatched the episode i was like oh let me pay attention to this conversation now <laughs> and um it's very very funny especially since while isa is daydreaming about if nathan and risha are together that uh they're talking about shoe shoe sizes at the space yes. table <laughs> like yes Yes. And yeah. uh, Asia, what did you think about the shoe size conversation? Because I'm not even going to ask you if you can relate to Issa's like insecurities being projected onto someone else. But like when it comes back to the regular flirting, you know, you see Molly doing her thing of like, you know, the upfront flirting, but you see Kelly doing the like talking shit flirting, two different yeah. versions of the same of the same game going on. What did you mm-hmm. think about all of this? It was hilarious because I was like, OK, I know guys round up their height. I know it happens, mm-hmm. but like shoes, if you're a nine, you're going to round up to a 10. You might, mean, like, might, do you guys actually do that? <laughs> you got to leave room for your foot to grow. Look, I can't relate. I wear 11 and a half. Okay. So, so I don't, you don't know, have to do just, any rounding. Okay. I don't, don't have to. And sometimes look, if I can't get the shoe in my size, I, I'll go down to 11 if I need to. But yeah. uh, you ain't never going to hear me bragging about having a size nine shoe. Uh, yeah. He said it with his chest. He I was did. like, what? Like, yeah. Them Oshkosh Pagashes, that's what those are. The little baby feet. I yeah. can't relate. You yeah. wear size nine as a man, your shoes probably light up. Like, <laughs> I was in that thing, I was like, can we trade shoes? Like, what do you mean nine? Like, that is just so small. That is hilarious, though. I, I, I like that method, though, because I feel like for me, it's easier to flirt that way. Like making fun, like if a guy tells me, "Oh, I'm six foot," I'm like, "Okay, so you're actually five ten. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, like, only if I confidently know he's six foot. You know, right? Meanwhile, my six one heart is breaking. When I met Asia in real per- in person, <laughs> she was like, "I didn't think you were that tall." Excuse me, I'm towering <laughs> over her, and now I need her to go on record and tell everybody that I am tall. Asia, yeah. let's do it. I need you. I need you and Matt to like meet in real life. I want to know what. What you say? He's, I'm taller than Matt. I he don't know. Confidently, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know yeah, who you Chappelle, are. Chappelle is a lot taller than I. I had assumed. So. Yes. Thank you. It's all <laughs> and record. six one so is pretty Matt. pretty tall. Six one and a half. Um. So. <laughs> Um, you know, so back to Issa and Nathan, you know, it just looks like jealousy, honestly, with the way she's looking at Risha and Nathan interact. Um, Nathan just seems to look at, at Risha with a- admiration at this point. I mean, she's stripped down into her Ferris <laughs> bikini and is running across the uh, the beach, bouncing everywhere as, as Issa is noticing. She's like, she might even float in the water with all of that. And so... Um, when Issa goes in to have this conversation with Nathan, he gives her the driest, yeah, and then just mm-hmm. walks away. Like, this is the second time he pretty much has just left her hanging. They go mm-hmm. on to talk about, like, the food for the function. But, uh, like, in the midst of all this, Issa has not no answers. And before it could even get even more awkward, an earthquake happens. Now, <laughs> my the, simple <laughs> Texas brain never even perceived that a yeah. beach and an earthquake could 
could happen at the same time. I know earthquakes happen in water sometimes, <laughs> but I've never in my life in any beach ever thought, what if an earthquake happened? And for this to happen, I was in shock. <laughs> Asia, can you relate to that? Yeah, because I can't relate to an earthquake whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty similar to me moving to Houston and experiencing mm-hmm. my first hurricane. Like, I mm. literally, like Hurricane Harvey, I could not wrap my head around. Like, the fact that, like... Honestly, so my so I was in Hurricane Harvey and my apartment flooded like a foot of water. Right. And so my dad was like, "Okay, I'll come down from Dallas to pick you up. And I was like, how are y'all going to come down? You don't have a boat. And I'm like completely (laughs) forgetting, like the water's only in Houston. Like he can get as far as he can. Houston. Right. (laughs) In my mind, the world was underwater. Like (laughs) there was no dry land anywhere. So I totally understand with not being able to relate to an earthquake because Honestly, I have no idea. Like anytime it's on Big Brother, I'm like, how did that feel? I don't know. Are y'all okay? Did the building crack? I have no idea. So, what, you know, never been a y'all. Hey, nobody, none of you have experienced an earthquake. Mm-mm. Nah, yeah. no, they have. They've had earthquakes in Texas. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been in one. I've been in a <laughs> right. bunch of hurricanes. I I've spent a lot of yeah. my life in Houston, and I've seen them come and go. I've mm-hmm. seen the water rise. I've seen the boats, but I ain't yeah. never seen no earthquake. Uh, Mari, is this is like is this normal in your neck of the woods? It's not normal, but here in <laughs> in um, the DC area, we had we've had. Two major her two major earthquakes in the past 10, 12 years, I think it was. Um, the one that happened in two thousand eleven, because I had graduated, so it was like the one that happened in two thousand eleven was big enough that it cracked the the wow. um, the Washington Mon- Monument, like the top of the needle, and like they oh, wow. just fixed that like a few years ago, and it was, and I remember. Um, I was at home in Maryland around in my mom's house with, of course, a black mama had like glass everywhere, <laughs> just right. like glass yeah. tchotchkes, glass table, just everything. And then everything just started shaking, like just <laughs> clicking. <laughs> and, um, and I was just like, Woo, it's a, woo, where am I going? I had to like run to the basement. I was on the phone. Oh my phone God. I can't remember, but it was just like, it was crazy. And it was only like a four or something for us here. And we were all like, oh my gosh, like the everybody, because it was from like, uh, from North Carolina all the way up to like Jersey, it was felt or something like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, uh, and we were all like shaken up. And then people on the West Coast was like, oh, it was only a four. Like y'all should be <laughs> fine. <laughs> we're used to nothing. getting like sixes and sevens and it's, and we continue with our day. And that's basically what we saw here on this episode. <laughs> that's why Nathan yeah. was so caught off guard because he's from Houston. He's like, yeah, what is yeah. what's happening? <laughs> he one of us. Look, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that came out of that moment was a tsunami. Really? <laughs> so I was already like, okay, there's an earthquake. The world is ending. And they're like, okay, but now we got to evacuate the beach in case the tsunami happens. So this was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And as they get ready to leave, we hear, of course, Risha and Kelly are now bonding because now they're talking about their near death experiences. Uh, Risha's like, I almost died. And Kelly said, me too, girl. You know? <laughs> so next thing you know, they are talking about that. And it looks like they are making fast friends of each other um Mm -hmm. 
before they end up leaving, though, Nathan makes sure that he yells out to the entire crowd at the uh, at the beach, you know, like, hey, come back to the bar. We'll have <laughs> drinks on the barbershop. And uh, that's when we start to transition away from the beach into the Ubers and some of the talking that's going on in the cars um, between the men and the women. Um, I, I thought it was funny how when he yelled out, he was like, y'all, y'all, y'all. I'm like, I say y'all <laughs> like that's my yeah. that's part of my vocabulary. But I don't know if I'd be yelling y'all like that. Like it feels you <laughs> I can't I can't turn it off. Right. I, I was like, I know like, he's from mean? Houston, but I was like, is that natural? Yeah. Like I, say, that, I say all the time. So it's, yeah. the, it's the correct term. Oh but, <laughs> but, I, but I also want to po- sorry point out before we go into like the, some of these very interesting car rides, I really think that uh this harkened back to season one, episode one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and the flow of it. Because like um, we start at one location and then they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Like, and then I loved Molly and Issa checking in with each other. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Issa, like, you know, they're about to roll to the next spot. We don't got to go. And Molly was like, well, you know, I'm still kind of trying to decide with these between these two guys and Issa being like, okay, yeah, then let's go. Like, it's almost like the mirror opposite of what we saw in season one, episode one, where Issa was pretending to take Molly out you know, to the club for her sake when she really wanted to see Daniel and then she wanted to keep rolling. And Molly was like, I want to go home. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and how we got their first like glimpse into the fracture of their friendship. So here throughout this episode, there's so many little small stuff between the two of them that I'm like, oh my God, like this is just making my heart like sing. (laughs) They are finally like on the same page again. I forgot what this felt. (laughs) Yeah, I I will point. say this just gave me so many remind or just it reminded me how much I love their friendship and how glad I am that they're back to this place where right. it's not, you know, like we would have seen last season that Issa was just been like, OK, well, you go. I'm done. Right. I'm going to go right. home. But I'm so glad they're back to this point. Whereas like, you know, you how you said you think. You know, at the end of this, you think it would be nice to see Issa alone. I do ultimately think that the main relationship here is Issa and Molly Mm -hmm. and how strong their how strong their friendship is and how they support each other through all the guys that come and go. And so I think if she does end up alone, she's going to have a solid I don't think they would ever end it where Molly and her not on a great page. Right. I hope I hope not. And I think we deserve to see them on the same page, you know, like Mm -hmm. whether Issa ends up alone or not. I mean, at least she got Molly, you know, and and I think that's the ultimate story as well. The ultimate relationship, at least we should be looking at toward our story. But Mm -hmm. we know Molly does not want to end up alone. She's trying to figure out which one of these guys are going to see her naked neck, whether whether it is Johnny. What's she saying? They're neck and neck to see her naked? Yes. Bars. (laughs) Bars. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's what she's got going on. And the guy are talking about the girls on the way to the bar. So uh, basically, Arik is saying like, hey, uh, Nathan, wouldn't it be cool if I I started dating your girl's girl, you know? (laughs) And that's when we find out that Nathan is not sure about what Issa even wants from him. He says it's not his girl. She's all over the place. She invited him over to cuddle, like someone died or something. So so Nathan is saddened because it seems like he's in the friend zone. And there's some conversation about, you know, what is appropriate when you are in the friend zone and what you shouldn't be doing and how Issa showed up looking like, like looking good with her legs all up. Talking about, are we still friends? Should we be friends? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's a lot of conversation going on about 
what it means to be in the friend zone and what, you know, what lines are being crossed by Nathan and Issa. Omari, what did you think about this conversation and what the guys are, well, what guy talk really is? Because I get a lot of questions like, what do we talk about? It's yeah. like this <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. I was like, I was kind of about to ask you, is this what y'all be talking about? <laughs> yeah. y'all talking? No, I mean, I sometimes you gotta ask your boy. You'll be like, hey, she came over and then a weird thing happened and then it's been weird ever since. Am I tripping? And they'd be like, nah, she tripping. And be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that's normally how it goes. <laughs> yeah. The the friend zone conversation is just so, it's always just always feels like a touchy subject because um, there's always internet think pieces like, oh, women put the nice guys in the friend zone or, or, oh, are, can men and women be platonic friends? Um, because, uh, the man is always just ready to pounce. Like it's just, it's just always one of those topics that is always going to, uh, invite discussion. And I mean, I, I think what we got from this. Uh, maybe not in in great terms from the men <laughs> themselves, Stop but I, I mean at at the very core of it, they're basically just saying, well, well, what Nathan came away with it was she doesn't know what she wants. So, mm. and, and because she doesn't know what what she wants, we are in this gray area because she doesn't know what she wants because I'm just chilling, you know. The, the there's a misconnect miscommunication and, and we don't know what we want so and then his boy didn't have to go in about the friend zone he's like Mo's like oh he friend on you it's not right she friend on you it's not right so why yeah. why I do they always do that like it was weird but I mean I get it one of, the, one of the cool things that I did take away from this conversation was that they said um I, I forget which friend it was but he said like hey you let her friends on you you know, like <laughs> you invite you invited yourself to be the the shoulders that she cries on, or at least the mouth she cries in, and so you can't <laughs> complain when she does that. And mm-hmm. I think Nathan starts okay. to look at his role in that in that moment as well. You know, like he knew him and Issa weren't in a, in a good spot to be like friends with benefits. He knew that she was having a hard time. She asked him to stay tonight. He he knew her expectations, and he had his own expectations, and they didn't align. So he's not without fault there. Asia, mm-hmm. did you have any thoughts about this as well? Yes, definitely. And I know y'all have rewatched the seasons more recently than I have. So mm-hmm. was this the first time we've seen Nathan's side of it? Mm-hmm. Like an unbiased, yep. like not him talking to Molly, but yep. just completely unrelated. Okay. Because I thought that was really cool because I was like, this is, we're getting a peek behind the curtain because we have not seen Nathan's thoughts. And I mm-hmm. loved how he was saying, she show up, legs all out, oiled up, mm-hmm. talking about we still friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was, I literally laughed out loud because I was just like, okay, yes. Okay. He is attracted to her, but then he's just getting so many mixed signals. So it was like, okay, I'm, right. I'm glad we're getting something beyond, oh, we cool. You know, I'm fine. It's like, oh, there, yeah. there are feelings there. Like you feel bothered that y'all are in such this like r- weird place. That's what. That's why talking is such is a slippery <laughs> slope, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I mean, we like we're just a generation of people that love to talk. Like, if we're not in a relationship, let's just talk because that leaves things all you don't know, open you know, willy nilly. Yeah, open, no expectation. You can't fault the other person. You can't feel guilty because hey, we're just talking. We're not in a relationship. Yeah, what's the problem? I don't hear any. <laughs> uh, wait, what's the issue? Is there an issue? It's terrible. It is <laughs> terrible. Like One party Ethan wrong. He's wrong for showing up looking that good, trying to be friends. Go away. <laughs> Go away from me. You know, you know, you look good, girl. Go on somewhere. Why you all up if you want to have a friend conversation? Put your pants on. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, you know, I loved I, her outfit though. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, that orange oh, hair was beautiful. They all was looking good. Saying, Everybody was hey, looking good. Hey, Rainbow Girl, throw it back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rainbow outfit. She got hit right in the face with that beach ball ice cream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, that's a that's a really a really good point, Asia. And then, uh, you know, because we don't really get a lot of the like side characters point of view a lot of times. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you would say that like even the Kelly content we've gotten has been limited over years. And so for us to get Nathan's point of view, I thank you for that. Yes. Um, yeah, and then of course, while Issa, Kelly, and Molly and Reese are on their way to the bar, this is when we have another side conversation, like a dual conversation going on. Yes. On the one hand, you have Risha, who apparently minored in philosophy, philosophy yes. who is ready to have a life conversation with Kelly, and she's speaking Kelly's language. And mm-hmm. in the front seat, you have Issa seeing the drama with Crenshaw take place on Twitter. Um, um, she, yeah. sees a, a, she sees a tweet. Another tweet, Mari, do you have that information for us? Yes, I do. So um, the second photo, I mean, the photo, the second tweet that we see from um, Crenshaw is directly under it looks like it's still commenting on the um same post at the very Mm -hmm. least but anyways he says isa fraud y'all don't be fooled all (laughs) skin folk ain't kin folk so it was a little play on words (laughs) with her name there um and this is this is like fighting words man (laughs) yes this is fighting words he basically called her a race traitor. Like he said, yes. Yes. You know, all skin folk and kin folk. And that's that's like, oh damn. So you wanna go there? You wanna talk fighting? about mamas. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> right, like oh, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, this was tough because you could see Issa trying to be the bigger person and it yep. just like it's it's really driving her crazy there. He's still cutting up. But mm-hmm. in the background, you gotta hear the Molly <laughs> and Risha conversation. So did you take anything away from like this discussion of it seems like mortality and the journey of life? What is Kelly going through? What are we talking about here, Asia? It's it's so even on the second watch, I couldn't fully grasp because okay, you have the text on the screen. Then I'm yeah. trying to also ignore the Uber driver. Oh who's my on God. His, his own <laughs> con- conspiracy theories. <laughs> like, uh, okay, earthquake. That earthquake didn't actually happen. It's the government they tested government out some stuff. It. That was a kill switch. Dang, so get off like, his back. <laughs> he needs to shush, right? But then I'm like trying to read too. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and I already knew what I was preparing for on the rewatch for for Molly when she talks to Risha. So I was just like, I I totally did still to this moment didn't fully grasp Risha and Kelly's conversation. Okay, yeah, so I, it's deep. yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely did because I and I didn't even realize it. Like I mi- completely missed it on the first watch, like yeah. watching it live. And then as I was doing the rewatch and I was like taking notes as I was like watching. It came, I, it, I heard it more because I was kind of like typing. I was like, wait, wait a minute. There's like a whole conversation <laughs> here. And Kelly tells, um, Risha about her podcast, <laughs> uh, the yeah. podcast, asking <laughs> yeah. her if she wants to come on. And then Risha's like, like, well, yeah, I love uncovering stuff because I have minor in philosophy. And then, and that's when they start talking like really deep. And then she's like, and Kelly said, do you journal? And she's like, yeah, I journal. And was, like, <laughs> they were having a, Full blown conversation, and um, I, I saw on Twitter somebody said, you know, when y'all out, when you're when you're out with a group of people, it's always those one friends that are yes. off to the side having the deepest conversation in the middle of the turn. Yes. Yeah, going in, you yeah. always turn around. There's that one person that is in tears, 
because of their conversation. Yes. Right. They made a lifelong friend. They're like, you're my blood now. We, we better like, you know, so woo, that happens. And I was like, yep, been there, seen that all the time. Um, the last thing I do want to talk about though is the conversation that, uh, Molly and Issa, uh, do have. Okay. So they're texting back and forth. Molly again mm-hmm. is checking in. Like, how's everything going? Issa's like, you know, I think Nathan's kind of over me because it looks like Risha has his attention because I seen them and they was uh they was doing the nasty on the beach. I don't care what y'all say. And so Molly just comes out and asks the question. Loved She's just it. like, so y'all doing it or not? And Risha's response is like, girl, that's my brother. Now pause. Pause. What do y'all think? Because this is a hot topic as well, Mari. Yeah. The women that have the brothers that ain't they brothers that be good friends with the men, but it be like uh-huh. they brother, and then sometimes it don't be like they brother, or they be doing stuff with they brother like character that they don't do with they actual brothers. Did you feel like this was her real play brother, or was she just saying that because she's one of them girls that got the play brothers that be doing the play brother <laughs> and stuff? No, I think this is a. I think this is a a real. It sounded like a real brother situation. I mean, she did not have to add, but I bet he good at it though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she did not have I, to add that. So do you have siblings that you think about that? Like, I bet they good at it though. Like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, especially since I do. I have a lot of guy friends, uh, just by virtue of like college and stuff. So it's just like. It's like, no, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I can't tell if this is the real play brother situation or the play brother situation because sometimes they, the line be blurred uh, when See, it comes I, to that kind of stuff. I feel like it's a situation where it could have been like a they had fun one night, right? And then it's like they're never going down that route again. So now he's like a mm-hmm. brother. Like, I don't think yeah. there's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing that has ever happened with them. So really, I really thought she said, she, I really thought she was like, I, I feel like she said it kind of like, not like he's like, ew. like yeah, she like, sounded like, young. Never. Like Risha sounds very young. Like, I don't know how, she, how old she is in, in relation to uh, everybody else, but she sounds really young. Like, ew, why? <laughs> no, he's gross. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I never, he's a dork. I never thought of him like that. And mm-hmm. so, and, and I love how she's, she tells me like, Oh, you want me to hook you up? I can probably right. make that happen. <laughs> and I was like, Let, let's circle back. <laughs> right. That's like your brother, but you don't realize that he dated the girl in the front seat while you offering right. him up to the girl in the back seat. True. <laughs> Okay, True. Risha. But right. yeah, I think that does bring us to our next ad break. We're going to just take a moment, let uh, you know, a word for our sponsor or two, and then we'll get back to the second half of the episode because we still got a lot to jump in and talk about. And so uh, let's go ahead and get to that. We'll be back in just a moment. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. And not only are we back, but it's Mike Jones playing, y'all. Did y'all hear yeah. Mike Jones yeah. playing in the episode? <laughs> My Houston heart <laughs> was screaming. I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I was like, we got Mike Jones playing. We taking shots. <sighs> I felt like I was at home. I was like, these mm-hmm. are my people. Um, but they yes. get to the bar. I think they go to Sharky's or whatever. This is the after party spot because the, the beach got shut down. And we see that Johnny is already working on Molly. Arik is like, oh, that's my girl. But now Johnny is already there making his move. So we got the competition going there. Uh, Mike Jones is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan and Issa finally have a decent conversation or at least try to <laughs> where it's not as awkward. So Issa goes in and apologizes for making things weird. But before she can even finish that sentence, she automatically just goes and Why did you leave me? What, what, was, what was that about? <laughs> um, Cause she expected him to be there when she woke up. And to Nathan's credit, he says, I didn't know we had expectations. And so this is one of those to things Nathan's we talk about. credit. What I'm saying is, is, if he didn't know, he didn't know. But I did agree in the car that he might have been in a situation where he he could have known a little bit. Um, Right. So, you know, because like, okay, communication comes to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think it wasn't fair of him to say, I didn't know we had expectations of each other, because even Mm -hmm. as a friend, you know, your friend is hurt enough to be crying in your mouth. You could at least stay <laughs> to console her, right? Like, if you had a, let's say you had a friend that y'all weren't even, like, it was a girl that you were not romantically interested in, and you were a friend, you would at least stay on the couch and make mm. sure she's okay in the morning. Would right. you dip out? No, I wouldn't leave her hanging. I definitely would, probably wouldn't have been in the bed cuddling with her either. Right. So she wouldn't have cried <laughs> in my mouth. Um, and so I think there right. are layers to that for sure. True. But yeah, there's no way that even if like, if he, if unless he thought they were nothing, right? We're not friends. We're not friends with benefits. Right. Then yeah. there's mm-hmm. really no real reason why you should have felt good about leaving her hanging right there. But he does apologize. He apologizes for kissing her and making it, you know, and putting them in that position. Um, so it looks like for a second, they're coming to good terms. But in walks, his cousin. I uh, do want to point out in the car, Nathan, mm-hmm. when they left, he did get a call from his cousin. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Nathan's like, oh, sorry. Like, we left. We're going to this bar. And I feel like that was the start of his cousin thinking, oh, this is just like the old Nathan. He tells me mm. he's somewhere and then he's not there because he up and left, didn't communicate it. When it just hell happened, okay, it was an earthquake. They they had to leave. Um, but I, that was a little piece I didn't catch on the first time watching, but I caught on the second time. I was like, okay, now I see yeah. how he kind of came in with his his thoughts. Yeah, mm. and that's a good point. So his cousin shows up after, you know, thinking, like you said, thinking that the party was in one spot, but now here it is, classic Nathan, changing the, you know, changing the plan at the last second. But um, his cousin shows up with his wife. I cannot remember her name. It's somewhere in my notes. Velma. Um, 
Velma. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't remember mm-hmm. it. I was like, she's <laughs> 70 years old. Um, but I couldn't remember uh, his name. <laughs> Thomas and Velma is some grandparent names, okay? Yeah. So pa- Granny and Papa all show up. And this is uh Nathan's older cousin. And it show it's it seems like the relationship that they have is that, you know, this is his cousin that he used to uh, kick it with type, but recently they've kind of fallen off, and we get into the reasons why later on. Uh, but you can tell initially that they're having a good time kind of catching up but there's some awkwardness between nathan and velma mm-hmm. uh, so whenever velma tries to make a joke or greets nathan it's very dry he's giving her the same treatment he gives Issa in this episode actually <laughs> um you know even when she makes the comment about um you know a night with nathan could have you ended up on the back of a milk carton you know he's <laughs> not like, receiving oh, far <laughs> Yeah, he's not receiving any of that because probably because it's kind of accurate, you know. Like we've seen him ghost on the time, the short time we've had him, we've seen him disappear. Right. So you know, them them jokes that hit close to home are the worst ones. Honestly, we find out also that they live in Lawndale, which is the same area that they're like they're around this area, and so Issa's finding out stuff that she didn't even know about Nathan from before when he moved in with uh with Andrew. Andrew, and so what. Well, yeah, so while all this bonding is happening, uh, uh, Mari, did you pick up on like the tension between the cousins and the wife? Yeah, like I was about to say, be real. What did y'all think when they first rolled out that tension between him and the wife? I was like, did they? No, <laughs> y'all like brothers. Did they? Like the brothers? Did they hook up? Like I was like real <laughs> confused. Yeah. I was like, why is she coming with all this heat? Right. But, yeah, uh, but also. That's such good, like, I don't know if it's the acting, the editing, or what, but it, like, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I agreed with everything she said, to be quite honest. Um, mm. <laughs> but the way that they cut the music or the way that it was just delivered or the the silence, something was so unsettling every time she, like, made a joke at him. It was real, yeah. like, you could just feel it, which is, like, such good 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 acting honestly it, it really is yeah but i i lo- i low-key thought they they had smashed thought, or something because mm-hmm. i was like what is yeah. this what is this i didn't get when they walked in he called him prison bay and i was like what then i remembered prison bay yeah that light skin dude yes <laughs> i was like okay like, the eyes seven-year-old jokes like what is this right. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's why. Yeah, that's why it took me a minute. That's why, because he ain't seen his cousin in ten years. That's why he's still <laughs> reaching back for old material. Um, but yeah, yeah, the awkwardness is there. You can cut the tension with a knife. Um, but luckily, there's stuff to talk about. So, they, of course, they talk about Texas stuff. Which again, I'm at home talking about mm-hmm. seeing Chameleon Air and Paul Wall at the mall and going to South by Southwest. This is the Texas conversation that I've been dying to have on this mm-hmm. podcast. Issa even talking about how you know Paul and Chameleon there, they kind of motivated her to get a grill. We find out also that the grill didn't fit. We know Issa got sick teeth. And uh, so oh, that was fun to discuss. As so she had well. to suck on it to keep to it in. The- yeah, to keep it in. You got, hey, it, it happens, you know? So, so, so basically yeah. she got the flea market grill. She didn't get the, Whoa, the okay, authentic baby, Houston, no, yeah. Texas, like, fit it to your mouth. was be made in somebody's trunk at Sharpstown Mall parking lot. That's where the authentic ones be made. But if you got money, yeah, you can go inside a jewelry shop if you want to or go see Johnny Dang or something. But 
Yeah, catch somebody back. Tell some, catch somebody backseat, and you'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, while they start joking about, you know, again, more jokes about Nathan being flaky and kind of disappearing. You know, Issa actually jumps into his defense when they're saying uh-huh. that he's like a light skinned leaf that just be blowing in the wind. Um, <laughs> so you know, we at least <laughs> see that Issa can catch on that Nathan is not loving this interaction. She can kind of get that tension, um, you know, feel that tension as well. But all of this is interrupted by the invitation to the Jason Derulo party. Um, Jason Derulo. (laughs) Jason Derulo, a.k.a. Dark Skin Chris Brown, uh, is having a party. (laughs) And um, and, uh, our boy Mo is so excited. He is ready to go. I don't think I've ever seen anybody this excited to to do anything with Jason Derulo ever. I'm Um, telling you. He's ready to get there. And before they can go, you know, Molly's friend Johnny, who she's been flirting with this whole time, says, I'm sorry I can't come with y'all to the party because I got to let my cat out. Mr. Jingles is waiting. Um, and so Mari is kind of, uh, obviously, oh, but Molly is kind of upset with the fact that, you know, he's worried about the wrong cat. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about this, Mari? Yeah, like it was, it was so funny because Molly was like, oh, you're disqualified. And I'm just like, I was kind of pulling for Johnny after how, um, Arik was talking about her in the back, talking about flipping her and dipping her and stuff. He said um, he was going to shape her up. He's a barber. He said he's going to turn around and hit and no, give her a fade and no, hit her edges. He no. said fade the back. You know, don't do that. It was a barber shop <laughs> reference. So uh, Molly was like, okay, well, Arik, when your size nines, I guess, uh, let's, oh, God. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the prowl, Mar- uh, like she's like, oh, listen, uh, yeah, uh, okay, wrong cat for you, but you know, maybe you would like mm-hmm. to try uh, Ark. Um, and this is when we see Kelly and Risha in the background having their close talking uh, breakthrough over the crying freak. tequilas and probably tequila, uh, so t- taquitos and tequila. Um, yeah, I- I've known people like this. I see the person like this. I'm never this person. I am never the person <laughs> right. close talking you in the club because, oh my God, I met my soulmate and you just understand me and all this stuff. Because you're seven. Am, and you are too. And I so am too. I know, exactly. I can tell you I'm never that person either. Yeah, it's wow. not my ministry. Uh, yeah, Mar, you're outnumbered this time. Um, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, if I'm like, I'm normally, I'm doing one of two things. I'm either in encouraging everybody to drink and just keep drinking, or I am the person that somebody is just unloading all their feelings onto. And I'm just like, yes. okay, I guess. I'm, and I love that for you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially when people like Kelly and Risha are having a breakthrough. Um, so Nathan's cousin Thomas agrees to go ahead with them to the Jason Derulo party. And Velma says she's going to sit this one out. Go hang out with your cousin. Uh, you know, have a good time. You know, live your life. I'm a, I'm a go home. And so this time we get more of the women's uh, perspective and their, um, I guess, their ride to the uh, to the venue. Uh, Molly is in the backseat talking about the meaning of Rx. Interesting tattoo, of course. Um, <laughs> the Chinese symbol for good dick, I guess is what he said. I, yes. I actually never want to perceive that tattoo ever. Um, There's no way. <laughs> just, just, just whatever. They flirting hard in the backseat. Hard. Issa, has lost it. She has finally said, you know what? I'm tired of this. And she sends uh, Crenshaw a DM. And of course, like the tacky Crenshaw is, 
Um, he screenshots it. Now he, she, he's got her up on the uh, Summer Jam screen. He's blasting her <laughs> on the internet. Koya's calling because he's like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, Asia, what did you think about all this? Uh, should Issa have engaged with the troll? Not at all. You don't give ammo. And she's thinking mm-hmm. from her reasonable mind, like, okay, let me just talk this out with him privately because I don't I don't want to do this public. I don't want to go back and forth publicly. Clearly, he's not on that level. He no. is he wants to demolish you publicly. And Clearly. so it didn't even cross her mind. Of course she's been drinking today. She's been having a good time. So it wasn't like that was top of mind, like, let me second guess actually going through with this because this could be the outcome, right? And so I was just like, when I saw her send the DM, I was just like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> either he's going to pop Immediately. off. Yeah, I was like, either he's going to come back with some DMs that's going to ruin her night, or I didn't, I didn't even think of, it happened so fast that I, I wasn't even there yet in my thought process, and he had already tweeted it, and it was just like, oh my gosh. And the way Issa tried to work her way out of that, like, oh, I was just feeling the song. She was like, oh, I don't know the words, but I love the song. <laughs> you tried to play it off. Mark, what you think? I, uh, this is, a, it just makes me so sad because again, like we were just saying in what that second episode of so great, it's so great to see Issa finally kind of excelling at what she does. And then for this Crenshaw thing to start happening it's just uh very annoying because it's just like sir it all worked out and to your benefit like why let's just go like why are we dwelling on this why do you why are you trying to bring her down like nothing she did was immediately an attack on you and then it's it's even harder because you know we know her her point of view somebody who's just so authentically herself and always tries to put on for her um her city and for her going so hard to bat for him and then to see it replay uh repaid like this it's so frustrating as a viewer which it which means we know why you know how Issa feels because it's frustrating for her because honestly she could have avoided all this and said and said yeah let's drop Crenshaw let's go with uh whoever the other dude y'all wanted to go with Mm -hmm. yeah it's gotta hurt to have somebody named Crenshaw you know (laughs) bashing you because that is a his name is a story of where he's come from and they're Mm -hmm. from the same area like she loves her city she loves that area and she's always wanted to put them on and so for this to be coming from Crenshaw specifically yeah you can tell it hurts and so Mm -hmm. hopefully she's able to bounce back from this did they say he was born somewhere else or something like yeah yeah she said he was born in the suburbs anyway because he was calling her fake. He's like, hey, yeah. he's a fraud. And she's like, boy, you from the suburbs. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. ain't a gangster. Oh, yeah. Your real name is Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> right. Her nose is bleeding. Koya yeah. yeah. <laughs> was so mad. She said, I'm so mad I'm leaking. I said, oh, yeah. Okay, Koya. So um, you want me to take, handle this? I'm part of Beehive. I was like, yes. Come on. <laughs> now she's going to get the hive to run down on them. You know, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beehive is scary. Um, but anyway, when they get to the club, Ark is doing the thing that people do all the time where they say, oh, we can all get in. And then they get to the club and then they're like, okay, I can get in and I might uh, be able to get one of y'all in, but all of us can't get in. And sadly, uh, at least for Mo, it doesn't look like Mo is getting in. Um, the place is <laughs> at capacity and Ark has to pick one person to go with them. And to be fair, 
Molly has been putting in the work. She, uh, <laughs> she wins that spot. Um, inside to see Jason Derulo and Mo is not happy. He's about to break down. Apparently he started crying at some point. Um, Jason Derulo. <laughs> the saddest Jason Derulo ever son. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, but the rest of them who can't get in end up standing in line for an hour. And uh, Nathan says, "You know, like I'm down to go back to Sharky's, uh, but Molly finds a back door. We love Molly. We love this friend. She always Don't comes through. Sometimes, well, always, right. sometimes, <laughs> always, mostly a lot. You know, right. <laughs> we love the friend that's gonna let you in the back you know, at, the, at the at the party. Like, hey, just come on. I got a wristband. I'll slip it to you. We like that friend. Um, but hurry but up every- because Jason is starting to do close up magic." <laughs> And I didn't know that was a part of his set. I didn't know he does. Like, I was like, is that a song? Or does he, is he actually a magician? Yeah. Maybe he does it on TikTok. I don't know. Yeah, it's he, like throwing doves in the air. Right. Slide of hand. You know, yeah. so all that's happening. But, uh, and so they're trying to get in. And uh, Thomas is ready to go. It doesn't look like he's uh, into the next spot. His lift is already on the way. Like Thomas has already said, you know what? I'm finna dip. It's not, this not for me. This not my scene. I'm tired. Time to go. But Nathan's feeling insecure because he's thinking, oh, look, you think I'm going to ditch you again? You think I'm about to do the Nathan thing and disappear out into the into the, the club with Jason Darulo <laughs> and all this other stuff? Uh, but it turns out that that's not the reason. Um, Thomas is just tired. He says, this isn't really, you know, I'm getting old. It's not really my scene. I'm good here. But then Nathan starts to suspect, is this Velma? Did Velma do this? Like, I get, I know she don't mess with me. Like, you don't have to lie. Like, come on, man. Um, but contrary to the popular belief, Velma is supportive of this friendship. She wants the cousins to hang out. She wants them to be cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it was Thomas who initially kicked Nathan out of the house and left him for dead where nowhere to go. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Nathan is shook. He is shocked. He is not ready for this. And Mari, how did you feel about this revelation? Because I know your head was in one place when it started. How did you mm-hmm. feel is this turn uh, in the story, um, you know, landed for you? Um, well, I mean, so I'm pretty sure I said on this podcast, I'm not the biggest fan of Nathan, mostly because he gives me nothing. He gives Issa nothing. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it when he, when we see his cousin and his cousin's wife and they just re- more reinforce the whole like he runs at every side of trouble, like for a person like me, like my Horus self, my sixth self. Like I don't like flighty people, and I. That's why I just the Nathan character just does not resonate with me. And then on top of that, Issa has a type of flightiness to her. So them together, I'm just like this is never <laughs> gonna work. But um, when Nathan's cousin tells him, like he he basically said he's like um, uh he he says I was the one who wanted you out because like you showed up. You just showed up um, out of, with no warning. You would leave for days on end and you would come home in the, in the middle of the night and then he would, would forget to lock the door. So he said he didn't he didn't feel like his kids were safe. So, you know, as a parent, like I completely understand that. Like you, Nathan, from the cousin's point of view, Nathan was not being responsible while living with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, so... I, I I agreed. I, I understood where the, the cousin was coming from. I'm glad that they were able to talk this portion out. And, you know, we, we can definitely, you know, get into it when Nathan tells Issa. But my my initial reaction was like, Nathan is who I thought he was. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> oh, no. See, what about you, Asia? 
So I am. So I'm not. So like I said, I'm team Issa. But if I had to, you know, pick a side between Nathan and Lawrence, I I'm like tipping the scale over to Nathan um, a little bit. So from the cousin's perspective, he's the older cousin, right? I think so. Okay, you have yeah. Such is he an... acting like it? Yes, <laughs> you ha- like married, has kids. This is my issue with him. Even without understanding what Nathan was going through at the time, you're supposed to be. You're coming at me because I was being irresponsible. Yes, that may have been true, but don't be hypocritical because you. You did not voice what the issue was. You Mm -hmm. did not explain to me at the time that you had a problem with that. You allowed me to believe for a couple of years, at least, Mm -hmm. that this was your wife's fault. Like, how is that the most appropriate response for you kicking me out, having nowhere to go? You're blaming it on your wife. Your wife is okay with that. And you Mm -hmm. think, oh, yeah, that's cool. We can, you know, continue on as as if that that never happened. And it's like, of yes, there is Nathan's whole side of it. But I think that the cousin, Thomas, handled this terribly because if you, even as a responsible parent, and, you know, I can't obviously can't speak like a parent, just a dog mom. But as a responsible (laughs) parent, you are responsible for being able to, I guess, voice your concerns with someone that's a problem rather than just kicking them out. He wouldn't want, like... This is family, right? This isn't just some stranger mm-hmm. off the street. This isn't just a, some some guy from college that your kids will never interact with again. This is family. So it's like, I don't think he re- represented the situation or handled the situation in a, in a way that would have been modeled behavior that he would want his kids to see. And I know it's probably, I'm thinking deeper than it because maybe his kids just never, they're just not, oh, cousin Nathan's not staying with us anymore. Oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. they're moving mm-hmm. on. They don't know the, the root of it. But I just think, if he, if if he didn't want Nathan out of his life for the rest of his life, he should have confronted that head on and he should not be and there's conversation too on social media just about, you know, growth and how people can grow and mm-hmm. that's why you have to be careful going back to people who knew you at a certain point because they're they're if they didn't see that growth, they're going to bring you back to that place and refer mm-hmm. to you and and see you in in a state that you're no longer in. And it's 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 hurtful. It's damaging. It's damaging to your growth. It's damaging to Nathan's growth because he's being taken back to a place of like, no, like he doesn't understand. I have grown. I'm in a different mm-hmm. place now. And he's thinking I'm that old guy. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, I'm sure we can yeah. run into people we knew from college <laughs> that like knew us at a certain point. And I'm like, that was 10 years ago. We I was about to say, on. shout out to Bao on Married at First Sight. Yes, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I do agree that Thomas did not handle it correctly. Like, mm-hmm. lying on your wife is very cowardly. Um, yeah. But like I said, I do I do see why he would not want Nathan, like, in his right. home. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think it's one of those things where anytime you're dealing with family, it gets complicated and people don't know how mm-hmm. to voice those things without, you know, causing a rift and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And so, yeah, Thomas is not without blame as far as the way he handled it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if Nathan was being erratic, which we know he was, we'll talk about that in just a second, uh, mm-hmm. then we understand why Thomas would do it. But at some point, you got to be an adult and just kind of face those conversations head on. You can't just tiptoe around them and you can't blame your wife. And shout out to Velma for taking that L for him because, <laughs> you know, 
Like, not seriously. Like, she like got she to, suggested like, it. Right. Yeah, but she was like, mm-hmm. I'll be the bad guy since you can't mm-hmm. do it. And, you know, and that does make her look bad in Nathan's eyes. And he probably been bad mouthing her to whoever listened. Like, oh, yeah, I had a good situation. And my uh, cousin wife, he, he threw me out and all this other stuff. But she's carrying the brunt of that for her husband. And so I think, you know, at least from their relationship standpoint, I think, you know, that's commendable. But he's mm-hmm. got to he's got to step up and have those conversations before they end up in situations like this. Um, but he ends up going, you know, driving off. He gets in his lift and leaves. uh Nathan's standing there with this bomb just dropped on him. Um, of course, Nathan doesn't initially feel uh, comfortable talking about this with Issa. So he kind of walks off to himself to have his moment. But Issa follows him uh, like a friend should do, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> and so she goes after him. And that's when he reveals that during the time that he was living with Thomas, he was manic. We know that um, he is bipolar um, or has bipolar disorder. I mean, and so uh, he does have phases where he is manic and he's gotten his life together since that that time. And like Asia was saying, he doesn't want to still be looked at as the flighty Nathan that like disappears. And, you know, he doesn't want them holding him um, like to that old personality because he feels like he has grown. Now, I don't know how true that is because we have seen with our own eyes him go <laughs> Issa. Um, and so maybe he just has moments, you know, like with being bi- bipolar, you have your ups, you have your downs. Maybe he was in a down, you know, or maybe when he met Issa, he was manic. I mean, the things they were doing, the sex on the Ferris wheel at the Coachella after the second time y'all meeting, probably they were naked the first time they met, you know, in the pool. Like the second time mm-hmm. they met, I think they were in the pool, skinny dipping in her old backyard that somebody's house to live in. And, you know, Issa don't really have no excuse but um, right. Nathan could definitely say, you know, he was going through some stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a very important conversation that they're having. Um, but I think at this point, this is where um, she and, he, uh, and Nathan are able to kind of find some common ground where they both can see what each other have been going through. They don't they both don't want to be defined by their old actions. They want to be able to move into something new. And so uh, I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, yeah. Asia, what did you think about? Issa and Nathan and this like wrap up to the uh, to the episode when they're standing there um, talking about this new revelation that they had. I thought it was so overdue. I think for Mm -hmm. two people to be friends for this long and this is like their first time really opening up. I think that should show them that they have lacked a depth even to just a normal friendship. If this is going to be, you know, not just somebody you hang out with when, you know, oh, group of friends are getting together. But this is a you're a true genuine friend, like she's trying to see him as like a close friend up until this point, um, then y'all need to get deeper than that. You, Issa, you have a lot going on, okay? Nathan does mm-hmm. as well. And y'all are more than, oh, it's 74 degrees outside, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I was I was glad, I was so glad that this was finally happening. It sucks that it took took this, like it took Nathan being in this vulnerable, vulnerable place to open up to Issa, but at least it opened the door. Um, but were y'all like me when she said, I don't want to just be friends anymore. And he responds, I don't want to be friends either. Did y'all think that they were on the same page? Like, I felt oh. like his, I, I, I initially felt that his energy was the opposite. Well, like, and I was like, oh no, Issa. Yes. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Issa. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? No, that's fair. Cause I, I heard the same thing, you know, like she said, I don't want to be just friends. And mm-hmm. he said, I don't want to be friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, like <laughs> what's happening here? You know, yeah. um, yeah, and so I, I too, I'm with you on that one, Asia. Mari, what did you think about this exchange? Um, this last exchange is it's so rough, okay, right? Because I have a few I just 
it's a little rough for me because first off, um, we find out, like, like he said, he, he, he found out later that he was manic when he lived with them. He, he didn't get his bipolar disorder diagnosis until after he had been with Issa, after, after they had met, after the Ferris, was it after the Ferris wheel? Yeah, after the Ferris yeah, well, and then he just ghosted her. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then he got the the diagnosis. Um, and I get that, but where if he's managing his bipolar disorder uh, right now, again, what was his excuse for a week ago? Like when he got up and left her in the middle of the night? Like immaturity, just, immaturity. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't understand. Like what can we? put on his mental health and then what can we be like man that's just kind of you though you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like because i don't want to be disrespectful um that's the last thing i want to do when it comes to mental health uh issues but i'm half of me is like it feels like he's falling back on that more than than anything but you know you can never say because he's only had this diagnosis for it's been what a year now technically Mm -hmm. so um you know, we, he didn't know back then what he didn't know. So, um, but to me, I just kind of think that he just has always given off flighty. Like we said, he doesn't, he's never revealed anything deep. He's always been surface level and I just don't trust people like that. And I, again, I just have never really, um, got his character. And then on top of that, so he said like, oh, he got diagnosed, he was kicked out. He found out his diagnosis, but he hasn't talked to them since he left their house. So you ghosted your cousin too. It's been years and you ghosted your cousin too. So it's just like, okay, even if you leaving it, you needed to leave, you know, to find yourself and stuff like that. But what is the reason why you haven't texted since? Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess he said, he did say he, I guess he wanted to wait until he got all everything together and then show them. But then he ended by saying, F it, you can't change how people see you. So I'm just like, I'm just all over the place with Nathan. And I just, I don't, I don't trust him. I just don't, I don't, I don't trust <laughs> like, him not to. Right with you. Yeah, it doesn't like it. I don't trust him not to leave again. And again, with Issa as well, like, why would you? Issa admits her feelings for Nathan, right? But mm-hmm. why, if Nathan wants better for himself, would he want to fall back into that trap? Like, she was literally just crying into your mouth a week ago about another dude, and she even admitted to admitted it to you throughout this day. So why would you kind of want to fall back into that? Um you know, if, if you still feel like she might not be, you know, you know, ready. And I, and again, this is where I, I then bridge the gap to why I kind of want Issa to be by herself, because it also seems that she's stressed out from this Crenshaw situation. So whenever she's stressed out, she always finds relief in somebody else. And mm-hmm. she admitted it here. She admitted to being overwhelmed and that she's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Girl, hallelujah. I understand that. I really do. <laughs> Big um, yeah. And, and she's afraid to get her hopes up. Um, and that's why she, she was so afraid to admit that she didn't want to be friends with Nathan. But I just something about it. And I think we talked about it in maybe the preview episode. But something about it seems like Issa's constantly trying to find comfort in men's arms. And I just I want better for her. And I want better yeah. for him. Because I you can still not convince me that once Lauren, Lawrence moves back to L.A., <laughs> 
something's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just me. And sorry, that was my soapbox. I have put it away for the night. <laughs> no, no. I think it's fine. And I think you did bring up a few points. Uh, but you know, I'll be kind to Nathan here. I'm not the biggest Nathan fan either. I'm you know, I'm Team Lawrence, but when it comes to Nathan in this moment, you know, I think that when his cousin kicks him out and's like, Hey, your wife says you gotta go, type my wife says you gotta go, type thing, I can see why he wouldn't initially just wanna reach out and talk to them about that. You know, like like mm-hmm. hey, you kinda uh, he probably felt abandoned and so he never really just wanted to go back down that well until he was ready to show like look at me now you know like Mm -hmm. we know that that feeling of like you wanted to impress somebody or be like you know you thought i couldn't do this or you know i want to show you that i'm better than whatever you think i am and so i think there's a lot of that in that but you know also Issa does admit to him that she wasn't crying about him and i think in Mm -hmm. the moment where she was crying in his mouth he might have felt like she was you know like he Uh had ghosted her they had those moments and so when he felt like she was crying because of him I probably would have left too. And I and I am flighty. I admittedly I am very flighty, but I could see where he's coming from uh, when it comes to that. What about you, Asia? Yeah, I, I so I watched the wind down after, and it seems like the way that Issa was talking about her and Nathan's relationship, it made it seem like they are still exploring what that is. It wasn't like mm-hmm. them saying, Oh, I don't want to be friends anymore, was like, okay, now we're boyfriend, girlfriend. It was more like okay, we have an understanding that we're interested in each other. Now let's see what happens. Can we get there? Because she was Mm. saying, it it seemed like an uncertain thing. Whereas I ended the episode thinking, oh, now they're together. Right. Um, (laughs) The way that Issa was talking made it seem like, okay, now we're going to explore if that's something that they want to do. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of what, where, where they are on the next episode. Um, Mm -hmm. but I totally see your point about Nathan. I think, I'm so deep into like mental health TikTok that I think (laughs) based on what I've learned so far, I think that Nathan is still so early in his bipolar um, diagnosis, bipolar disorder diagnosis that he's still figuring out himself. I don't think he Mm -hmm. fully knows himself. I don't think he knows like thinking back on his past, like what was manic? What was me? Even in the present day, is this something I'm doing because of the diagnosis or is this something I'm doing just because that's my natural behavior? Um, mm-hmm. So I think he, I think that doesn't, the fact that he's still figuring himself out doesn't help in the social situations because it's him trying, like he has to explain why he does something and he's still trying to figure it out himself. So it's like he, the best he can do is the taco t- trucks are about to close. Like I have to yeah. go, you know? So <laughs> that's why I kind of like, I, you know, am not as hard on, on Nathan because I, I just feel like he's still discovering himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair point. And, that, and that's fair. Yeah. And so, you know, that pretty much wrapped up the episode. Uh, we talked about Nathan and Issa's relationship. We talked about Molly and, and Issa's relationship too. But at the beginning of the podcast, Mari did hint that there's been some conversation online about a dark turn for Kelly. So Mari, what do you speculate is going to happen with the Kelly story? Because she's been on this emotional journey. She's mm-hmm. been on this journey for enlightenment. Uh, what do we think is going to happen to everyone's favorite character? Yeah, like it's, it's really, uh, people on the internet have like, wow, or have been like, wow, Kelly is really crying out for help. And like, nobody is paying attention to her. Like we, we definitely touched on it in that first episode where it just seems like nobody was listening to her and making it a joke when they thought she was dead. Um, this episode, she had so many little moments talking about her enlightenment, crying and breaking down with Risha, like bringing up her or like her podcast and having so many uh, questions and then talking about mortality and stuff like that. That 
a lot of people are speculating. They're wondering if it's going to take like a dark turn and maybe Kelly has suicidal ideations or something like that. Yeah. Like really dark. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I don't know because we talked, I think we talked about this in the, um, one of the first episodes, but we, we've not had a character death on this show. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. do I think, now, do I think it would be something to that effect? Like, I don't know. But I mean, we did get the scenes from next week mm-hmm. um, with Molly's family. It looks like so. Mm-hmm. Seems like knows? the only one I didn't see was her mom. Her so that mom. was my yep. speculation. Exactly. Well, we don't see her mom, and we don't see Kelly, and so there could there's very good mm-hmm. Will Ray. They could have you shoehorned that into the conversation as well. Just because mm-hmm. it's Molly's people doesn't mean Kelly's not involved, and mm-hmm. so yeah. But it, I'd be it, interested to know if that you know is ominous as well. Right. Because I, I had this is my first time hearing of this. So like if mm-hmm. if it is Molly's mom next week, it could be Kelly's response to it that could further mm-hmm. lead to something happening later in the season. And yeah. it could be that there's been so many moments, especially this episode where Kelly is talking and they're not paying attention. And mm-hmm. so it's like a those have there have been signs throughout, you know, oh. like if I she's speaking, you're not listening. But oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm gonna have to look into that. I had no idea people were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, but the funny thing is, if it is, if it does end up being um Molly's mom, one of the um scenes from the season I remember is Molly sitting down with her mom and her dad and an estate planner lawyer. Right. So mm-hmm. they talked about like, the will. They talked about the estate. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if that's then that's kind of spoiled for us. So you know, I'm I'm. Kind of, yeah. I'd be, I'd be not worried there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, it is, it is dark. And it, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that if, if we do get something to that effect, we're all going to be watching this season over again, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and yeah. looking for the signs, you know. Yeah. Um, I kind of, well. I, I told, I kind of told you my, I, well, I was texting you about my little conspiracy from last week about Tiffany. Oh, yeah. And them not being at Tiffany's birthday party. And then she also wasn't here, which I know Tiffany's absent. Like, I know she's mm-hmm. not there at every function because, I mean, people say because she's mm-hmm. a mom. But mm-hmm. moms don't miss out on everything. Moms don't miss out on everything. And I'm just concerned. I just, I don't know. Maybe I've missed it. But I just feel like now that we've moved a year in advance, I haven't seen Molly or Issa reference Tiffany. Mm, and i'm like are they i could be reading too much into this is my own little conspiracy i've seen nothing else about this but i personally am like are they still friends like did something happen because because i was about to call her natasha kelly like i just know her like that yeah Um, (laughs) kelly Kelly is that type of friend that will be friends with everybody like it's not like okay you know even if things are off (laughs) Even if things are off in the friend group, she's not going to be one to. So I, I'm just wondering, because even though she was at the a, birthday party, I'm like, is something going on with them? That's mm-hmm. interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Ever yeah. since, because you're right. Ever since, like, the last time we saw them with Tiffany was at the Stanford thing and mm-hmm. then the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. it's something to think about. Um, but I will say this, and then I'll wrap up. Uh, <laughs> 
this show, for it to be 30 minutes long, it always has a lot of thought-provoking conversations. It Absolutely. leads to a lot of like speculation about what's going on. But I, I, I tend to lean, lean on the happy side of things a lot of mm-hmm. times. And so I, I'd like to perceive that this is going to turn out for our girl Kelly and even Molly's whole family. Uh, we'll have to see next week what's going on with that. The stuff with Tiffany as well. In the past, we have seen people speculate about this show so much. Why aren't they using, are they using condoms? What if somebody gets pregnant? What, what, who is this? What's happening with Derek? Is he cheating on Tiffany? What did they, they had a breakup? He was living in a hotel. Is she Uh at postpartum? Are they going to address that? Like a lot of things insecure just touches on and then they never touch it. And so we could be speculating about something that four episodes, literally five episodes from now. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. And so I perceive that it's going to end up okay, but we have to wait and. See, and so before we wrap up, Asia, one thing we like to do on the podcast is talk about the music corner because uh, Latanya thought it'd be a good idea to highlight the iconic soundtrack. And so, you know, of course, this season um, is no different. This, the songs have been amazing. The artists have been amazing. We had Dial Tone by Phony People, Show Me Something uh, by Rennie Rucci. Can't Believe It by Matt, and the Marsh- Matt Martians, which I love that song. I played it like three times. We Outside by Deli. Sweetie's song, uh, Get It Girl. I'd never heard that song, but <laughs> Sweetie, Sweetie don't miss. She makes hits. I don't know how good of a rapper she is, but she don't miss when it comes to songs. Uh, Sensitive by Serena Isioma. Uh, uh, what is it? Mango by Kamau and, uh, Adeline. And then, of course, Back Then by Mike Jones. The <laughs> Mac, the Mike Jones. Who? Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. 281-330-8044. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I have to highlight my guy, Mike Jones, from Houston, Texas. Uh, Swisher House Records. Still dipping mm-hmm. Mike Jones. You know, yep. the phone number, Mike Jones. On the back of the T-shirts, Mike Jones. I mean, from who is Mike Jones to the voice. I mean, hits after hits. Back then, they didn't want me. <laughs> Drop and give oh, me 50. Hi. Just yeah. just <laughs> all the songs, Mike Jones takes me back into a time and place. And so I love seeing him. And so that was my highlight for uh, the music corner this time. But check out all these artists, support them, download the, the uh, podcast. I'm sorry, the uh, Spotify playlist um, for all the songs and, you know, follow along with the season. That's where we're introduced to a lot of new artists and some of the old ones as well, like uh, the Mike Jones. And so um, that's about it. Before we wrap it up, Asia, um, I guess, uh, you got to tell us where where can we find you? I, I have to thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and Mari and stepping in for Latanya. Like those are big shoes to fill, and I think you handled it. Size nine or, mm-hmm. or up? <laughs> I'm personally a size ten, and I'm not okay. rounding. Um, I, I personally think I, so I grew up playing basketball and I was, I've been a 10 since like seventh grade. And then I just stopped mm-hmm. growing. So, cause like the fact that I'm like five, four and size, it doesn't right, make sense. It doesn't 10? make sense. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is not the first time I've heard that. So, um, yes, you can find me on Twitter at Asia, like Asia. So A Y S H A, like A S I A. Um, I'm podcasting every week about married at first sight. If you've never seen it, come check out the podcast over. We have our own um, feed now, Married at First Sight, Rehap Ups. And you don't even need to watch the show. You can spare yourself the two hours every week and you can listen <laughs> to us talk about it. We had Mari join us last week. Ooh, ooh. So we had a great time talking about Decision Day. And then we have uh, the reunion this week and next week, uh, part one and two to talk about. So definitely come to, go, come give it a listen. If you if you like drama um, and reality TV, uh, then you would love this. So definitely come give it a listen. And then I'll also be joining Rob on the Survivor Q&A 
uh, next week. Ooh, so definitely okay. come uh, check that out if you're a Survivor fan. But thank y'all so much for having me. I had a blast. I love the show. I love y'all. So oh, I'm more than happy to be ha- hanging out with y'all. Uh, thank you yes. so much for coming. And Asia, yeah, I feel like the Venn diagram of people who watch Married at First Sight and uh, Insecure, it's, yeah. it, it touches. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> this is your audience. They need to know. So check out the Married at First, pod- at First Sight podcast with Asia. And of course, check out this week's episode with Mari because, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, look at them. Yeah, what we a, had a like, great name time. a better duo. Us you know? together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Mari, of course, could you let the people know what you're up to and where can they find you? Yes, of course. Every week you can find me on the Wrestling Rehab Up as me and the great Matt Scott. We uh, cover the highlights of wrestling um, of the week. So just like Married at First Sight, you don't even have to watch all those hours of wrestling. Just come and listen to me and Matt and normally a really great guest um, talk about the wild, wonderful world of wrestling. And you can find us um in the Rob has a podcast reality TV rehab up feed, or we have our very own wrestling rehab up feed. Just um, type that in your search and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, like Asia said, I love being on Married at First Sight with her and Amy. I love, like, we love having Asia on here. I like being wherever Asia is. So <laughs> just, sign just me up. Just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then me and Matt were also on the Bachelorette podcast, um, last week. If you like the Bachelor, Bachelorette France franchise, uh, Amy and Haley do a great job, job covering it. And me and Matt were on there, um, talking all things Michelle season. So that was fun. And just look at, look for that at the reality, um, wrap up speed. What else? I feel like I did something else, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> busy lady. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. And you can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Mari. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, if you are looking for more Chappelle content, I am everywhere as usual. And so um, uh, every week, still covering Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. This week, our guest is Kirsten McKinnis. So check that out out. Um, also, on post-show recaps, aside from doing this show, we're, I'm still talking about the Walking Dead franchise. So, the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and the Walking Dead World Beyond. Basically, I'll be talking about zombies until I'm a zombie, but check that out <laughs> if you don't have enough <laughs> zombie content in your life. I'm serving it up every week with Josh Wiggler, Jessica Lee, and uh, AJ Mass. Uh, this week, I also guest starred on the 90 Day Fiance podcast, 90 Day the Other Way with Puya Zamkili. And it was awesome. I love 90 Day Fiance. I haven't gotten to marry the first sight yet, but the <laughs> people on 90 Day Fiance <laughs> make me so angry. Yes. And so I got to go on there and vent with Puya about that. And then uh, on Rob Has a Podcast, my own show, Nothing But Netflix with uh, Rob Sesternino and I, we had Puya on as our guest to talk about Red Notice, the number one show on oh, Netflix this week. I watched that this weekend. I Damn. loved it. I loved it. I was well, not expecting awesome. to. It was a mess and it was fun and we had time our lives talking about it. So check out Red Notice on Netflix, but also check out Nothing But Netflix on Rob Has a Podcast and uh, subscribe, like all that good stuff as well. And then, of course, this week, I'm also guesting on the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, a pretty, pretty good podcast with mm-hmm. uh, Alexander Chester and uh, Mr. Ostininski. And so I'm a, I'm a lot of places this week. I'm a very busy man, but I'm definitely enjoying every second I get to podcast with Mari and Asia and all the rest of these people. And so uh, check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. 
C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show to keep up with all of my shenanigans and all the places where I'm doing podcasts. If you need more podcast content, uh, of course, you can join the Post Show Recap Patreon. Uh, we're keeping it simple. The main thing to do is just to, to go on postshowrecaps.com and subscribe. Uh, go to the Patreon, postshowrecaps.com, or well, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps.com, and you can join at any level. There's a ton of perks. There's a ton of more content. You get to hang out in the Discord. You get to talk to us, probably. You can definitely interact with me. I'm in the Discord sometimes. But yeah, if you want more content, you, you can't get enough of Post Show Recaps, check us out there. Subscribe to the Patreon and support the podcast um, however you see fit. And uh, as far as housekeeping, that's about it. So for Mari and Asia, I just want to say, uh, see y'all next week. And Latanya, we look forward to having you back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.